Good morning. This is Monday, I don't know, middle of August. Kabul's falling. Afghanistan is entering Taliban control. Heard a talk this weekend, a podcast by Cynic, Tom Cynic, I think, about infinite wars. Infinite games versus finite games. Finite games like a game of tennis. You know, you've got a set of rules and you play by those rules and somebody turns out to be the win- winner at the end of uh, the game. Viet- Vietnam was an example where we were talking We were fighting to win control, territory, to be in charge, kind of. And you can look at the war as a type of game. The other side were fighting an infinite game their goal was not to take anything their goal was not to beat anyone their goal was to stay alive and to some extent maintain the status quo the north believed that we were the bad guys They believed they were fighting for their way of life. And really, the only way to change that was to kill them. We lost hundreds of thousands in that war. They lost something like 38 million. We won every major battle. And yet we lost the war. We were playing a finite game that was based on taking territory. They were playing an infinite game, like staying alive, keeping their way of life, not letting outsiders come in and do what outsiders thought was best for them. Afghanistan seems to be a Another example of we were fighting for territory to install a democracy to bring our standards to them. But a very large part of that country has a different set of beliefs. And we actually strengthen their beliefs by challenging their right to live that way. It wasn't an organic change from inside, but a self-imposed change from the outside by Americans who have different set of beliefs. That we're trying to impose on them. And yeah, it's going to be bad for women. But apparently, 
most of their country does not think that's worth dying for. They're a country that's been at war for three or four generations or some nonsense. That's most of the people in Afghanistan have grown have grown up under occupation or someone else comes in and tells them what they want. Afghan people maybe not so much. Maybe no one's asked them what they want. And there's obviously a lot of women in Afghanistan <coughs> like the 60% that went to the university there in Kabul whose life will be severely altered but they apparently haven't changed the belief of the people in Afghanistan that were holding the guns our withdrawal was terribly mismanaged it's one thing that we decided to get out it's another thing to do it so fast that it's kind of chaos but we never seem to learn about how to face defeat gracefully and to be honest I suspect we knew that they would fall we probably didn't know how fast they would fall but I was thinking about some other wars that we fight and we even give it the name wars the war on drugs that's a war with a finite goal of getting rid of the access to drugs. We've been fighting it for 60 years since I was a kid. Yep, it's never worked. Because on the other side, you have an infinite game. A guy wakes up addicted on heroin and his goal is to survive today to survive to him means getting his next hit he is very strongly motivated and if he gets his next hit in his mind he survives he's staying in the game because that's all he has to do is stay in the game so it seems like most of the time if you're against somebody that has an infinite mindset, survival, status quo, the infinite mindset wins. In Vietnam, in Vietnam, um, we lost 100,000, they lost 38 million lost one every battle lost the war it kind of sounds like the war on drugs the fact that it's wars it's actually war on people that do drugs except the thing is the only time you win that game is when you kill them and you only win us that's called a battle but the war almost by definition you lose
and we don't call it a war on racism, but it's kind of with the same mindset. It's another place where we're fighting an infinite mindset with a finite mindset. The correct question is not, is there racism? Is there systemic racism? Yes. And there always will be. And we get in a big fight about is there racism or not? That's not um, it's not a useful question. The question is, is racism are we changing the hearts and minds of people? Are the hearts evolving toward a kinder, gentler, more accepting more acceptance of every individual? And that that's kind of across the board, whether it's racism or, uh, you know, gay rights or in almost any issue, gun control, finite goal, limit access to guns, infinite mindset, maintain my way of life, get myself a gun, stay alive today. There's a whole lot of issues where the finite game is played to acquire control of something. Control of access to guns, control of access to drugs. And on the other side, you have a way of life a belief, a culture that you're fighting against. And your actions to control the object actually often increases the resolve and the belief of people that are fighting to control their way of life. Uh, it's not... It's a game... It's a hard game that we need to play. It's changing hearts, changing attitudes, changing cultures. And it's not done successfully by changing access to things. Vietnam, it's control the cities, control the rail and road lines controlled territory against maintaining their way of life and what they believed in whether we like what they believe in or not same thing in Afghanistan we're fighting the beliefs and culture of the Taliban by taking away territory not a successful game plan trillion dollars down the tube. I hate 
to guess how many lives have been lost in fighting the war on drugs. Not only by the drugs, but just, you know, all the people that are in prison for smoking a joint. Or even having an addiction. We showed them they can't have that addiction and die from it. We're going to put them in jail where they won't be allowed to die from addiction. That's kind of like a really bad game plan. Racism, what are we fighting for? You have a shrinking white minority in this country. It's actually still majority, but it's very quickly moving toward a minority. In the South, especially, Hispanics count for most of the growth in population in this country. Then blacks, oh, then Asians, then, then blacks. Their populations are all growing. The white population is shrinking. We're not having babies. That's just, that's just the way it is. What's the flare-up in, you know, fascism, white elitism, Trumpism? That's all people hanging on to their beliefs, their culture, their way of life. Uh, white, white males. What are they doing? They're trying to hold on to a way of life. And in some ways, we're trying to defeat all that by, you know, territory. You know, the battle over voters' rights and all that. It's us trying to hold on to... Um, it's the whites and the existing people in power trying to hold on to their culture, their way of life. And they're stronger than they seem because they're fighting for a status quo and a belief system. And we're often on the other side uh, fighting for logical principles um, and moral principles. And I'm trying to figure this out here. I mean, I obviously don't have it all straight in my head. I can see it with, you know, gun control and drugs. That's very clearly an infinite game against a finite game. Racism's a little fuzzier. But it's still at the heart At the heart of it, it's a war for hearts. It's a war that involves changing people's beliefs, their hearts, their will. But we're fighting it like a, a turf war.
um, like voting rights is, are important. But it's like we're fighting, you know, we're fighting a, a game, or the Republicans are fighting a game for territory and holding on to parts of the country. Well, they're actually doomed to failure. One, you got the demographics are just going against them. But they're also becoming more desperate. Trump was desperate. The whole craziness and conspiracy theories are all desperation and action. Um, but it's not going to be easy just because demographics is against them just because it's the right thing to do because you're fighting against people that believe their way of life and what they believe that believe in is at risk and by us attacking them we confirm their suspicions And by looking at racism as a good-bad type thing um, and declaring the U.S. bad because there's racism, is actually not constructive at all. And it's always going to be true that there's going to be racism. Always. The question is, are we making progress? Are we winning hearts? Are we making a kinder world? A more gentle and loving place on this planet? And that's kind of how we have to focus. Um, not about territory. And yes, eventually those are fighting to defend territory. Um, are probably not going to be successful on either side. I mean, if that's that's the game you're waging, then you're kind of losing by definition. And there's plenty of hate going around on both sides, and the battles often engaged is, you know, rhetoric and declaring how bad the other side is and how rotten they are and making more convincing arguments. Instead, we have to be making connections with people that disagree with us and be kind to them and accept that they're going to win a lot of battles and that the war is going to go on until enough hearts are changed that it becomes as inevitable as the fall of Kabul. Yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow, but there really is no shortcut. We should have spent, if, Af if 
in Afghanistan we had any hope at all, um, it would have been with massive education of the young, maybe, maybe having the internet all over the country, having cell phones, having people communicate and talk more, bringing in Facebook. Yeah, Facebook has a lot of bad stuff. But as a platform for getting people talking together, maybe we just had the crazy conspiracist, you know, Afghan flavor move in. I don't know. But it's obviously not about territory. It's not about having a bigger military and a stronger military. And that's not to say I'm not for, you know, having a strong military, but it, it's all a matter of balance. We have objectives, and I think uh, one of them is, you know, Taiwan and not letting China take over. Because that, I think, is still one of the old-fashioned territory type wars, power type struggles where military actually does help. Um, although there's a heart component in Hong Kong and Taiwan, um, and China for the moment is, uh, I think, winning. I, do, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion um, that China, whose efforts have been primarily economic, will succeed, and we've talked about that before, because their population is going to half in the next, uh, I think by, is it 2050 or some, re one generation, so it, it's a relatively short time period. 50 years, I think. While India stay the same. But I think we have to learn to, to recognize that when it's about hearts and minds, um, we can't win that battle by taking things, putting people in prison, even by, you know, fighting the good fight with regard to, you know, who stays in power in um, Congress. Yeah, it helps, all that kind of stuff. But it's fundamentally the struggle is about morals, principles, education, values, kindness prevailing instead of meanness. And I think kindness prevails by existing, by being spread through the world, each person one at a time. And that's a long-term approach. No instant cure there. 
But I think when we get in the trenches and fight over access to something, I think that's a formula for failure. And it's a way to use a lot of money, waste a lot of resources. And I think we have to look at the constant goal of small improvements over a long time period brought about by good hearts. Anyway, I'm a little fuzzy, but that's where I am this morning. This is the ancient Texan, kind of struggling with the concept of the infinite game. You might listen to Cynic on that. Hope you have a good one. Have a good week. This is the ancient Texan. Namaste.